Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast and a monologue with me, Olivia Neal. In this week's podcast, we have a lot to unpack. I'm going to be telling you about how I broke up with my boyfriend. I'm going to be telling you all the drama about it. I'm also going to be telling you my coping mechanisms and how I have a newfound love for female rappers. Also, guys, you have been asking for like more content and stuff. So I thought, why not start a new little thing called Mini Monologues? So every Friday, there's going to be a little miniature episode coming out. It's only going to be like 15 minutes long. But I'm going to be telling you about like things I'm obsessed with at the minute, things that are trending, new discoveries I've made. And this week's Mini Monologue is coming out on Friday. I'm going to be talking about Love Island, Kylie Jenner, and Fashion Week. So yeah, tune in on Friday to hear that. But for now, let's get into the episode. Guys, I have so much to update you on today. Usually, like, when I have things to update you on or, like, something happens during the week that I need to update you on, I'm like, oh, should write, like, make a note of that on my on my notes so that I remember to say on my podcast. But like I haven't even had a chance to do that, and like I was, I got the tube here because my car is dead, and I can't be bothered to charge it. Um, and I was trying to like write things down in my notes, but like there's so much going on in my head at the minute that like I couldn't, I couldn't get a fucking word out on my notes. So you're just gonna have to bear with me here while I try to tell you everything that's happened. But like, God, it's crazy. So I broke up my boyfriend. Yeah. We all saw it coming, didn't we? I think, like, was it last week or the week before I talked about my, like, in my podcast about, um, you know, just, like, some struggles I was having in my relationship, in life, whatever. And I got so many DMs from you guys being like, girl, you're not fucking happy. And I was like, well, girl, just broke up with him. So <laughs> let me just, like, I wasn't going to speak about this and I actually told him I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to speak about it on my podcast yet uh, but then things have happened since that I'm just like fuck it like I if I want to speak about something I'm going to speak about something I'm not saying any names I'm not saying anything bad so like let me let me just speak my truth um so basically we loved each other a lot but like things were just happening like it became quite toxic it, I became very unhappy I think he was unhappy as well I don't know if it was necessarily each other making each other this unhappy but like I was just like quite miserable and then the relationship started to decline like rapidly in the last three weeks we were arguing a lot I didn't want to see him anymore because I just knew we were going to argue I was just like crying all the time and you know it it became really toxic actually and like there were some things that happened that I'm really not happy with I then basically just had to like break up with him I did it over text because like I tried to do it in person (laughs) that's ridiculous I did it over text I I don't know why I said that but like I actually did do it over text which is kind of fucked um but I was like he, he, I tried to do it in person and he basically like wouldn't accept it because like the thing is it's hard to break it's really hard to end a relationship when you love someone like it last time we broke up we broke up but we still loved each other so much we were still texting every day we were still calling every day anytime something good happened I rang him and told him and he did the same to me and because of that we never had that like clean cut so we were always like we would just still meet up all the time and then within three weeks we were basically going out again and I knew that that was probably gonna happen this time as well but I tried to be a bit more firm so I did it over over the phone I didn't I didn't do it in person and I told him I'm not gonna see you I was actually about to go I was going away for work for a few days I was like I'm not gonna see you when I get back like I want like two weeks before I see you so that way like we can we like 
we're not going to see each other and be emotional and be like, oh, fuck it. Like, let's just get back together. Like, this is like me putting my foot down, you know, in two weeks. Maybe we can have a chat then and like get some like closure if you want in person. But until then, like it's done. And he still didn't really want to break up, you know, like he kind of thought that like it, it, will, it will make both of us more miserable if we break up and we can actually like just work on things and make each other happy. And I was kind of like, oh, I don't really want to work on things. Like, I It shouldn't be this hard. Like I, I love you, but like this relationship shouldn't be this hard. I don't want to have to work on things. I just want to work on myself. Like I'm having like kind of issues with myself at the minute and I don't think that this relationship is doing anything for it. Anyway, carry on, blah, blah, blah. He was like, I want to go back together and he kept like coming to my house being like please talk to me like I just like if we talk then we can work through it and I was like no like it was the fucking hardest thing I've ever done because I loved him and like him showing up to my house and standing outside me like please let me in I just want to give you a hug and me being like no like that was really really hard but like it wasn't that hard because then I would FaceTime him and we'd sit on FaceTime for an hour like it wasn't like it was like no contact and People always say when you break up with someone, the only way that you can make it like solidified is if you block them on everything. I think I asked you guys for advice the first time me and my ex broke up, like just on like how to like actually like if you break up with someone to like actually stay broken up and everyone was messaging me being like, you need to block him. And I was like, but that just feels a little bit uncalled for. Like, it's not like we fucking hate each other. I can't block him. I like, I have nothing against him. Like, we just like... I still want to, I still want to, like, at least, like, be able to text. I'm like, I, I don't, I just never really understood the whole blocking thing, so I couldn't do it. Anyway, fast forward then, um, we've broken up five days, I think. Oh, guys, this story's fucking crazy, and I've told it so many times to people in the past few days, so, like, I hope I get, like, I hope you have a crazy reaction at home, because all my friends have been like, fuck off. Okay, we, we watch this show and there's a girl on this show who I just like, like who I really liked. And I thought like, she was like a bit like, you know, like you have a celebrity that you just really, really like. And I followed her on Instagram. I love her clothes. I think she's a cool gal. I love her work. And I would always talk about her with my ex. And like one time I like caught him stalking her on Instagram. And I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Cause it's like, you definitely fancy her. Like, why are you stalking her? And, like, you definitely have, like, mutual friends with her. So, like, where? And he's like, oh, my God, I'm just stalking her because I like her on the show. And I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care. Like, that I don't know. That was, like, psycho of me to, like, care that he was, like, stalking this girl's Instagram because, like, she's, like, famous. She's a celebrity. Anyway, I have been recently having these, like, crazy gut feelings. And it's happened before. Like, it, ha- it happened with him recently. Like, it, around Christmas time, I basically, like, it was like a psychic vision and he he was so confused how like how I knew the thing that I knew that he thought he accused me of like hacking into his Instagram and I was like bitch I don't know your fucking Instagram password if I know your Instagram password I think there's be several things I'd be annoyed at not just this thing um it's like I genuinely just had this like f- like this overwhelming feeling that like whatever that that story is a whole other thing doesn't even matter but yeah I get these like crazy feelings that something's happened so it's been five days since we've broken up. We're still texting every day. He's still showing up in my house. He's still telling me he loves me and that he misses me and that he wants to come around and give me a hug. And he texts me being like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just um, 
and I also we also still had each other's location which is quite toxic because like I like checking people's locations like if I have your location if you're my friend like I'm checking where you are I want to see where you are I want to see what you're doing and I was always checking my ex's location which is really toxic and I don't I don't want to have his location like it's actually it was just bad like I don't know why I was like uh, I mean because I had it I was obviously going to check it but I just shouldn't have had it in the first place but he was like what are you doing and I was like oh I'm just chilling on my sofa at home with my friend Edie what are you doing and then I checked his location and I saw his location in like Chelsea or something and I I don't I don't know I don't I can't explain it but this overwhelming feeling came to me he's with this girl my celebrity gal my fave gal I was like he's with her I don't know how the fuck I knew it's actually scary so then he replied to me being like oh I'm just with my friend ex and then I did some investigating and I went on his friend ex's Instagram and he was with this girl and I was like oh my god I was fucking right how the fuck did I know this and I was like oh wait are you only with ex and he was like um no there's actually like a couple of other people here and I was like oh okay so you're you're lying like why wouldn't you just tell me that my gal is there like she's my gal why lying anyway I went oh would I know any of them and he was like no I was like okay I was like, how weird is this? I walked past my gal on the street in Notting Hill the other day. And he went, oh, that's so weird. She's actually here. And I was like, I fucking knew it. Anyway, at this point, nothing wrong has happened. Obviously, he's my ex-boyfriend. He can hang out with whoever the fuck he wants. But I was like, weird thing to lie about. You're putting things in my head now. We stopped speaking because it was like 10 o'clock at this point. And... um. I checked his location. I saw he went to an Airbnb. Like, it was on, like, a residential road. And I was like, you know what? Like, he's he's definitely gone back to her flat or whatever. None of my business. I hate that I have his location and that I can see that he's five minutes away from me at this girl's Airbnb. But again, I broke up with him. He's not doing anything wrong. Um, I then fell asleep on the sofa at, like, 12 o'clock. And I woke up at 5.30 because, like, I I just woke up because I had fallen asleep on the sofa. And I checked my phone and he was still there. And I was like, oh, this has just made me feel shit. Like, I've just woken up at 5.30 and I've checked my ex's location, which I shouldn't fucking have. And he's at this girl's house five minutes away. Like, this, like I don't want to have access to this information. So I texted him and I was like, hey, like, you haven't done anything wrong, but, like, you're clearly fucking getting with this girl. I can't have your location. I don't want you to be texting me, like, saying, like, how oh, you love me that day and then going to, like, this girl's house to get with her. Like, it's just... It's just a lot. Like, I'm just going to block you. I need to do it for myself. Like, I just can't have contact. It's really unhelpful to me, like, to move on when I can fucking see your location. So I blocked his number and I blocked him on Instagram. And I was like, this is good. This is, like, this is going to be really good for me. I can actually finally have, like, a clean cut. He hasn't actually done anything wrong at this point. Like, obviously, he can get with whoever the fuck he wants. Kind of weird that he's, like, telling me he loves me that day. But who's to judge? Not me. then I wake up the next day and I'm getting like a random phone call from a random number so I thought I'd answer because I'm getting my bathrooms redone and I thought it could have been the bathroom people and it's him and his fucking landline he has landlines these days and he was like why the fuck did you block me and I was like because you were getting with a girl and like your location was on and I just felt really uncomfortable and he was like what the fuck like you're crazy I was not getting with her I didn't speak to her she was there with her boyfriend and I was like 
oh, I mean, I didn't know she had a boyfriend. Like, I'm not, I don't keep up that up to tabs with her. But I was like, oh my God, like, I'm fucking crazy. Like, that's so, like, this is so weird for me and psycho. But then he was like, oh, can I just please come to your house? I want to give you a hug. I miss you. Like, we still haven't spoken. Like, I, I love you. I want to come to your house. And I was like, first of all, I don't feel ready to, like, speak yet. I said I wanted two weeks and it's been about five days. And secondly, I know that you've told me that you haven't gotten with this girl, but I still have this overwhelming feeling that you did. And can I just ask, do not come to my house if you got with this girl a couple of hours before, because like that would just make me feel so like disgusting and like disrespected. Like I'm just giving you the opportunity to not show up my house if you've gone with this girl. Like very easy, whatever, hangs up. He still shows up anyway at like 7 p.m. like banging on the door and I ignored him for a bit. came back like an hour later, showed up again. Um, and then eventually this time I let him in he's sitting down on my sofa and I'm st- stood in the kitchen like I stood far away and he was like can I please have a hug Olivia can I please have a hug at this point like he has told me like, I've been so many times like tell me tell me did you get with her and he's like no you're fucking crazy girl like I did not touch this girl I didn't speak to her I didn't what, what are you even talking about like you're crazy and I was just like oh I just like I have this feeling like and then I, I did like some mindfulness I was like okay ex-boyfriend close your eyes try tell me the truth if you can tell me the truth I'll come over on the sofa and I'll give you a cuddle and he was like okay and I was like just breathe breathe just get the words I just get the words out and then he was like yeah I did get with her and I was like bitch why you make me feel like I'm crazy I've never been that gaslit in my entire life so at that point I was like fuck this guy like don't show up my house a couple of hours after you've like gotten with this girl and been like, I love you, I want to get you back. Also, can I just say something? At one point he was like, you know what? She actually was flirting with me, but I pied her off because I love you and I want to get back with you. Manip- like what What a fucking, like, I don't know. It was psychotic. And then, so at this point I'm like, I very calmly said, okay, you need to get out of my house right now. And he was like, oh, you're so manipulative. And I was like, what the fuck how am I manipulative and he was like uh because you told me that if I told the truth you would give me a hug and now you're telling me to leave and I was like you're crazy get out of my house and then something came over me guys like I think I was just like I've been lied to and I knew I was being lied to for like the full day and I'd given him so many opportunities to just tell me the truth I'd asked him point blank tell me if anything happened tell me if anything happened and he just refused to. And at this point, I just hit breaking point. And have you ever seen the movie Pearl? I haven't seen it, but I've been doing like, I'm not, I've just been obsessed with like the TikToks about it. And I need to watch it tonight. I'm going to watch it tonight because it looks really, really good. It's like Mia Goth. And she's just like this this girl that just goes insane when like, and like she, have you ever heard the TikTok song? Like, I'm a star. I want to be a star. Like that's her from that movie. Anyway, I think I turned into her because I was like, get the fuck out of my house. Like I was screaming and I don't scream and like at one point I was like god if my neighbors hear this they're gonna be like really concerned but I was like screaming like get the fuck out of my house like because he just wouldn't leave so I had to scream he eventually left I go back downstairs and I just like I had a proper panic attack I don't know why you know I was I was upset because like I mean in hindsight this whole situation is a really really good thing because now I have a reason to never speak to him again like I I do not like him I I after that like after him just like like I don't even know what you would call that that was just like I think he even believed the lie so much like he told it that much um so at that point and I also oh, and the other thing that I'm sad about is now I was that was my fucking gal 
I'm like, do I have to unfollow her? In fact, I did unfollow her. And you know what the annoying thing is, is she hasn't done anything wrong. Like, how the fuck was she supposed to know that he was going to show up to my house the next morning and be like, please take me back? Um, So like, I mean, I'll probably follow her again in like a week. It was just more of like a rage unfollow. It wasn't even a rage. It was just like a jealousy unfollow. My confidence is at an all time fucking low. Like the fact that I fucking showed this girl to him and then he got with her as a fucking rebound. It hurts. But you know what? I broke up with him. So what can I expect? So then I get down into my kitchen and I just had a panic attack. I mean, it's been a like a very intense week in general and I think it all just caught up to me I actually didn't cry once I I think I just like bottled it all up and was like I'm not even gonna think about this breakup like I was really really busy anyway so I was able to kind of not think about it but then at that point like every fucking emotion like from the past probably like month just came up and I would just broke down and was having like a proper like fucking like I don't know I was like rocking back and forth on my kitchen floor I was like lying on my kitchen floor I was like this is so not me like I caught myself halfway through I was like I don't really like I don't really cry on the floor like this like I was, I was heaving anyway um I then hear a fucking knock at my back door and he was just standing there and I was like hello and then he, he starts opening and I was like he's breaking in he's breaking in <laughs> so I run upstairs I'm like I'm calling the police I'm calling the police and then he leaves because I was I kept being I'm calling the police and then he was screaming you're horrible and I was like bitch anyway he leaves um I pack up all his things to send to his family home in an uber I sent all his things he then texts me off his mum's phone being like why wouldn't you have just sent me everything you know what he was referring to I didn't send him the two Christmas presents that were in that drawer that I got him for Christmas because I was like, fuck this. Like, this guy's just treating me like shit today. I'm not fucking sending him Christmas presents right now. And he was like, why wouldn't you have just sent everything? And I was like, the cheek. The, the audacity of a man. Um, and that's that. That's it done. I blocked him on every single platform. Never speaking to him again. Was kind of concerned because I was at the gym yesterday and we do go to the same gym. And I was like, if he shows up, I just kept thinking, like, what am I going to do if he shows up? I'm going to be a bad, like, I, I was like, I was either, I'm going to run up to the reception and go, help, help, this man's harassing me. Um, But I thought that might have caused too much of a scene, maybe. So (laughs) my other option was I'm just going to stare, like, at myself in the mirror in front of me like in the eyes and he's gonna just be talking and I'm not gonna be able to hear him because I'll have Megan the Stallion on like really large just like staring at myself and my headphones so and, and that is inevitably gonna happen someday I am gonna bump into the gym but that is the only time I will ever see that man again in my life it's done and, and I'm actually honestly really happy because it's just given me a clean cut and like I cried that night like I sobbed and then I sat down on FaceTime with one of my best friends and we watched Love Island together and I was like, you know what, that is the last tear that I shed for a fucking, I don't know, toxic boy. That's it. I'm done. Um, oh, that's a lie because then I did listen to fucking Olivia Rodrigo, which is just fucking stupid. Never listen to Olivia Rodrigo if you're like not feeling great because her words are just so relatable. Her lyrics, I'm like, have we gone through the exact same things? I mean, maybe every, like, like, teenage relationships are quite a universal experience are they um I'm not a teenager what the fuck I literally still think I'm 18 and I'm just 21 like I don't know why I just said teenager but yeah so I wanted (laughs) so that's been like the the past couple days it's been it's been intense you know I've lost a boyfriend I've lost my gal on Instagram 
only for a week. She's on week suspension and then I'm going to follow her again because I do love her clothes. I love her vibe. So, obviously, quite a lot to deal with. Um, and I'm not the best at dealing with things in a healthy way, usually. I always just kind of suppress emotion. I don't really talk about it. However, I wanted to give you some of my coping mechanism skills in case you're ever going through a breakup from a toxic relationship like me. Um, and maybe maybe you can share some with me and we can help each other out here. So something I've been doing is only listening to girl rappers, female rappers. I said this recently in a podcast, it's like this all I listen to, like in the gym and stuff, but no, it's just every day in life. Like I'm in the car, if I'm on the tube, if I'm in the gym, I'm only listening to female rappers and it's the most empowering thing in the entire world. And it's honestly, because like they're literally like, all like a lot of a lot of the female rapping female rap songs are about um just like stupid boys and like broke boys and that is exactly what my ex was so I'm like like why like it's just it's really getting me out of like a I don't want to be a sad girl like I'm not I'm not gonna be a sad girl why would I do that to myself like I'm way I'm way too cool for that so (laughs) I mean I did say earlier like my, my confidence in myself is quite low at the minute because of what happened not even like it's not even that it's just like yeah I wish he'd just like not gone for my girl but anyway again it's happened it's in the past however my way of coping with it now is just I'm faking it till I'm making it so I'm like looking in the mirror and I'm like you're you're so hot and I'm like referring to myself as like a hot successful girl at all times like I'm literally texting my friends being like I am a hot rich girl and I'm not gonna cry over broke men like I this is what I'm doing and I'm faking it till I'm making it because I actually am starting to feel like a really amazing I've been listening to a lot of Megan Stallion and a lot of Ice Spice and it's just been transforming me don't listen to Olivia Rodrigo love her but you just shouldn't listen to her because it's counterproductive um another thing I've been doing is seeing my friends like every single day I have not been alone really that much I do like being alone and I do think it's good to be alone and like be comfortable with your with your own company and you know all that stuff but and I actually to be fair I am a bit of a hermit like there was a few days there where I didn't get out of bed and I would just watch tv and that is honestly the easiest thing to do like it's easy to push everyone away and like I actually didn't even want to speak about it to begin with I was like this has just been so intense like to explain this story to my family my friends and tell them what's been going on because obviously like they want to check up on me like they want to make sure everything's okay I'm like it's easier to just ignore them and to just lie in bed and watch tv and not get up and not take care of myself properly um it is harder to like encourage yourself to get up like I went to the fucking gym yesterday I was like okay Olivia I'm not even meant to be doing exercise because I got this like procedure done on my arm speaking of which let me get into that remember I do, uh, this might be niche you might not remember but do you remember I told you about the lump on my arm basically I thought that the vaccination had given me this lump on my arm and then I went to a doctor's to get my my booster vaccine and I was like by the way like I've got this little like lump on my arm from my last one like it's weird and they're like that's not from your vaccine like that's nowhere near where your vaccine's put in I was like okay so it's not that so what the fuck is it and it was just like a little lump and it wasn't sore but it was definitely growing slightly in size not crazy amounts and then the skin around it sort of turned purple and I was like this could be a cause for concern but then my ex's dad was a doctor and he looked at it and he was like it's definitely nothing dangerous like it's not cancerous or anything so then I kept just dragging out going to the doctors to like get it removed or whatever I was like well I mean if it's not if I'm not gonna die from it then what's the point going to the doctors eventually I went to the doctors last weekend um 
actually I was meant to be going skiing but I didn't even end up going skiing because I was getting this procedure done and I was also going through a breakup so I was like fuck it I was talking so much about how excited I was to go skiing I even bought some clothes to go skiing and then didn't even go in the end because I was just too much of a sad girl but that's left in the past I'm not a sad girl I'm a bad girl Uh, (laughs) but yeah I went to the doctors and she like checked it like she like the the, it was a dermatologist I think and she was like feeling around she's like yeah it's nothing to be concerned about it's either an abscess or a benign tumor which is just like a non-cancerous tumor um so I think we should take it out to get some testing done and I was like okay and she's like we're gonna take it out right now and I was like oh I was not prepared for this in the slightest like I just I don't know I feel like I'd have to be mentally prepared to get like one of those injections to numb your arm I find them really really sore sometimes and like I didn't bring my headphones and that's really a rookie mistake if you're ever going to the dermatologist to get something removed it's bring your fucking headphones because the sound of them snipping off my skin and like breaking into my skin and then trying to tug the fucking thing out of my arm and like this is oh my god and like the stitches like disgusting I mean I couldn't feel anything because I had those anesthetic injections but just the sounds was enough to make me nearly whitey everywhere but she took it out um and she was like okay like this is really weird like it's not it's not an abscess and it's got loads of scarring all over it and fibrosis and I was like girl what do you mean like no I'm gonna have to go like on google and diagnose myself with something probably terminal uh I do think it's fine I'm my theory is if it was something bad I would have felt sick by now because it's been there for like a year and a half maybe even more so I definitely would have been sick and it definitely would have been sore to touch and it's neither of those things so I'm thinking I'm all good I will keep you updated when I get the results back from the lab but I really think that the the doctors are just being dramatic about the whole thing I don't really remember like where I was going with that story I think I was talking about how I was a hermit and like after I got my surgery done like I just like lay in bed for like two days I didn't see anyone like just became a bit of a slob it wasn't really looking good for me but then I dragged myself out and I went and met friends and ever since then like my friends would stay over and people would come to sit on the sofa with me and watch tv and it was just like it's just been really nice the past week and I've just been like on the phone to my mum every day like telling my mum everything my mum's been like very involved in this whole thing because when things with my ex started to get a little bit toxic a little bit manipulative I kind of had to start like documenting not documenting but just like some sometimes when you love someone and things they're not doing very nice things or saying very nice things to you it's easy to just push it under the rug and like make excuses for them however I, I got to a point where I was like I need to like if I don't tell someone then I'm just gonna keep pushing things under the rug and keep like putting myself down and I'm gonna get even more miserable so I started telling my mum so that she could be like no this is not okay like my, my mum basically like forbid me from like carrying on the relationship she's like this is not good you need to break up right now um so like my mum has been there for me every, every step away she keeps offering to come over and visit me bless her and keeps offering me to come home I just I, was, I so would I would love my family to just live an hour away it'd be so nice just getting to like drive an hour and be at home but I just can't be fucking bothered to go to the airport so much effort I've been on FaceTime to my mom every single day telling her how I feel what I've eaten today what I'm doing today so yeah that is my two best coping mechanisms oh my three best coping mechanisms I can give you is block them on every fucking social media and you know what it's it's really really hard because a lot of people have amicable breakups and it's like I've had amicable breakups and I couldn't even imagine blocking them unless you say to them like 
hey, I'm really struggling to moving to move on because I can't help myself from stalking your Instagram every day, seeing who you follow, checking your location, going through our old texts and our old photos. So I'm going to block you and it's for myself. And like, even like when you get drunk, like ringing your ex, you can't do that if you block them. I mean, you can't just unblock them, but you're less likely to. Um, so you could just say like, I'm just doing it for myself. It's how I need to like heal and move on from this. My second thing is listen to female rappers. They're just... Megan the Stallion and Ice Spice in particular and my third coping mechanism is just surround yourself with your friends because they'll just distract you and you can bitch about your ex with them and it's so much fun someone said drinking no do I have a story about drinking so I remember I told you guys I was going to do dry January but I was probably going to break it when I went skiing so I didn't end up going skiing because I was going through the breakup I just had this arm procedure. I was just feeling shit. I was in my little hermit crab hole. And my friends like got me up and they're like, let's go out for brunch near you. So we all went for brunch. It was so nice. And then we were having such, such a fun girly day. And then we were all like, let's let's go out tonight, you know? We're, two of us have recently become single. We're all feeling a bit down in the dumps. Let's just go have a girls' night out. I say girls' night out. Lewis was there, but I always just like include him in that. Um, we just wanted to have a girls night out like no boys it wouldn't even look at a boy we just wanted to have fun so we all went out that night we went for dinner at like one of those like bougie restaurants where it's like turns into a club it was so weird um, and then we went to a club after I think we only went for like an hour to be fair I got really drunk though and I basically decided that I was going to drink for this because I didn't end up going skiing so I was like I just want to like let loose and have fun and I do think that this is a good time I didn't really think it through I was like I do think this is a good time to to get drunk and have fun with friends like this is like it's not like drinking and like just for the sake of it like this is a really fun night with friends and I took so many shots of tequila like a disgusting amount of shots I I I would guess around 15 on top of like my tequila lime sodas that I was sipping throughout the night feeling sick just even talking about it usually when I drink tequila and I stick on tequila all night I'm like I'm I'm hungover the next day, but I'm not like, oh, I'm going to be sick. Like, don't touch me. Like, my hair usually doesn't really pound that much. I just feel a little bit, like, groggy. Um, but this hangover was like no other. I didn't even black out. Like, I remember getting home, which is like, surely I wasn't even that drunk. But apparently I was because the hangover was like something from hell. I ordered like I think seven deliveries maybe. I couldn't I couldn't stand up because the second I stood up my head started pounding even more. Even though I felt violently ill, I kept trying to replace the feeling of being ill or being sick because I hate being sick. Like it's my least favorite thing. So I, the, the only way that I could get rid of it was just if I kept eating different things. I just kept eating the entire day. I, my friend actually stayed over, so she was there too, and she was doing the same thing. So like gradually throughout the day, the, the bags, delivery, and rubbish and containers just like grew around us. It was horrible. It was a sight to see. Um. We were like so crusty and we both just like, oh, it was disgusting. But it made it a lot bearable because I was with her. However, I didn't really think things through because it's one thing being a little bit sad over a breakup, you know, getting over someone. But it's another thing doing that violently hungover. I get a little bit like more sad when I'm hungover. I I mean, I think that's like normal. Um so that that combination wasn't ideal for me really in the slightest I I did get a little bit in my feels that day that day felt like a very very dark day 
Um, so I, I kind of, in hindsight, re- regret drinking that night. But I did have a great, a great time. But it's put me off drinking for a while. Like I, I really, really don't know if I can drink ever again. Like I mean, maybe this is the thing. Maybe I should have just had three drinks like a normal fucking person instead of having fifteen shots. Like who does that? I mean, I'm completely like just guessing that number, but I think it's probably around that. If I if I had to guess, disgusting. I don't like. Apparently, no, I didn't get. I was like apparently not that drunk. Well, so my friend that was with us, she's like sober. She's always been sober, and um, she which which is a great like. She's an inspiration because I'm always like I don't get how people can go clubbing and do it sober. Like could never be me. And like when I go through periods where I try not to drink, I do not go to fucking clubs because I would not be able to do it. But my friend Bethan, she is like a fucking I don't know I don't know how she does it. She'll go on nights out with us until like four a.m. at clubs and just like be sipping her diet coke, and it's incredible. Um, but it's great as well when you go out with her because you know like when everyone's really drunk and you're all trying to piece the night together and no one really has any clear answers she's always got clear answers and she was like no you aren't that drunk but our other friend was paralytic and she got kicked out and that's why we left so early and I was like good to know great information to have okay Lewis my friend said singing and dancing now he's taking the piss for sure because of the emoji he sent after and I don't think Lewis sings and dances however Hear me out. My friend Tilly, she is an eccentric little girl. If you if you know her, if you know her TikTok, you will probably understand what I'm saying. She's just like got the most interesting mind, to be honest. I love her. And um, she's such a breath of fresh air, to be honest. I was like, Tilly, what do you do like during the day? Because she lives on her own too. She only lives five minutes around the corner. She's actually at my house right now using my bath. Um, but I was like, what do you do during the day? Because I think it's quite like, I think if someone had to guess what I do during the day, they'd probably say, mm, she probably sits on the sofa and scrolls through TikTok. Maybe she goes to the gym. It's not even like, I don't even want to know what she does during the day because I keep tabs on her. I know exactly what she does during the day. It's more, I wanted to know what she does during the day at home. Because like, I just sit on TikTok. I watch YouTube videos. I clean my house. That's all I would do at my house if I'm on my own. But I just was like, I just don't think that Tilly just sits there on the sofa and doesn't speak and scrolls through things. Like, I can't imagine her doing that. She's like, yeah, I have Tilly parties. I was like, what's that? She was like, oh, I just like put on music. I put on a nice outfit and then I dance around my apartment and like in the mirror and stuff. I was like, wow, that's kind of incredible. Like I just never, I never really considered, I I don't think I could personally do that on my own. But now when me and Tilly are together, we do it together. And it's the most fun thing. I don't think I would have ever done that with my friends before. But we like put on music. Like she came around this morning, like she was hungover. I wasn't, but um. She came around this morning, like, not, it wasn't, like, we were both a bit, like, oh, tired, like, we both had dressing going on, we're, like, we're, like, sat on the sofa, not depressing vibes, just, like, morning vibes, but then we put on some Megan the Stallion, and we were up on the floor, we were dancing around with our coffees, we were, t- we were like, setting up the camera and doing dances, and it was just the most fun thing ever, it makes me so happy, honestly, that is, like, my drug, It's just dancing around with Tilly it just it's a great what's it called dopamine dopamine hit such a simple thing as well but dancing yeah dancing in my kitchen so bad I couldn't do it on my own I'm not quite at that level yet like I admire that Tilly's able to do that and dance it to herself in the mirror but doing it with Tilly is, is a great coping mechanism for me
Oh, someone said their coping mechanism was what listening to my podcast. That is very cute. I really appreciate that. Someone said that their coping mechanism. Oh, actually, I've got a lot of these responses. Is retail therapy, and a few of my friends are the same. Like my friend Edie, honestly, like she will every day go. She lives really near like this really popular shopping street, so she'll go every day and like buy loads of clothes, and it's so good because like she has the most incredible wardrobe ever, and she, I'm, she has a new thing to wear every single day. But I just never have, I've never enjoyed retail therapy. Like I've never used it as a as a coping mechanism, retail therapy. It fucking stresses me out. I don't like, I hate online shopping so much. I find it so stressful. I don't know what size I am in anything. I need to try it on. Like there's too many things on clothing websites. I don't know how long it's going to take. Sometimes I order things and then I get a custom charge. Like it's just not an enjoyable experience for me online shopping really I can't like Depop I love Depop and like, some of the best things I own are from Depop but it just stresses me out what do I even fucking look up how like is it just really weird if I go on this cool girl I know's likes and just steal everything like yeah I feel like it might be weird but uh, like and then I get in my own head about it I'm like god they're gonna see that I bought that and think I'm a fucking weirdo um so I, I just don't like online shopping and then like in-person shopping I don't really know where to go there is this like one shop called Annie's, but it's so expensive. It's basically like a boutique and they stock loads of kind of small designers and they have some like really cool stuff in there. And I actually love going in there. It's in like Cornaby um, because they've got, it just feels like you're like dressing up with friends, like all the girls that work in there, like I, I like know them now. And they'll all like stand around you and be like, oh my God, yes, no way, I know something that's gonna like look so good on you. And they'll run and get it. And like they'll like give you like loads of different fun shoes to try on with the things you're trying on. Like it's a really, really, really fun experience. And I understand like why that could be used as retail therapy. But like, what, like going into Central and going to Brandy Melville, which I like, I mean, I love going to Brandy Melville and buying things or going to like Selfridges or something, that is not retail therapy. Like none of that is retail therapy to me. Like, I, I'm not a big retail ther- ther- therapist. That's not that doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean. It just stresses me. The whole both situations, online and in real life, stress me out. And I also like, I don't like spending money on clothes that much. I mean, I have in my time. I'm sure, like, I have bought expensive things. I've I've said before. Once I get into Heathrow Airport, I go fucking crazy. That is the one time I'm like let me go on a shopping spree here but like I will never like I will never you'll never find me going to like Bond Street and going to a designer store and buying anything I don't think I don't think I've ever done that in my life I did do that once actually I bought that fucking Dior handbag only for it to get stolen out of my house R.I.P. that Dior saddlebag you know what it wasn't meant to be in my possession someone else will appreciate it more I'm trying to stay positive I've been doing that so much finally someone actually picked up on it we were all getting ready for a night out and my friend kept saying like oh like she was like tearing herself down and then I would always be like yeah but at least like you can use like she she, she was like my hair is frizzy and I'm like yeah but like at least it looks like that messy kind of like wavy look and then my other friend was like Olivia you have been having a positive spin on everything our other friend has been saying and I was like thank you because I've been trying I've really been trying to implement that like anytime someone puts themselves down I will give them a compliment back to bring them back up again but yes no retail therapy for me you know one thing I do like spending money on is things for the home 
like furniture or cushions. I bought some cushions the other day. Stuff like that. I do like I, I do like spending money on plates, mugs, glasses. Enthusiastic about all those things. I do like spending money on that, but not clothes. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. A lot has gone on. I really didn't think that I'd be sitting here in my pocket. But I was like, I tell you guys everything. So like, if anyone gives me shit for telling you that story at the start, they can suck my ass because... It's such a good story, isn't it? I hope at home you had, like, like I hope my friends weren't just giving me that reaction because it's me. Like, I hope that it actually is quite a crazy story. If I could show you the fucking screenshots of the text of this boy being like, you're fucking crazy that you think that I got with this person. Anyway, we're moving on from it. It's in the past. It's We're leaving it in the past. I'm now going to go home and probably have another dance party with Tilly because she's still at my house, as I said, having a bath. So that should be fun. That should really lift my spirits for the evening. I hope you enjoyed and I will see you guys next week. Also, don't forget to check in on Friday for the mini monologue. (laughs) Okay, love you. Bye. Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as the producer and Maeve Schaffer as the editor. And from Spotify, the executive producer is Rihanna Coleman. 